Good day, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome into the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sided. I'm your host, Dayton Brown. And I'm also your host, Tyler Raymond. And we want to thank all you wonderful people out there for tuning in for our very first podcast. Obviously, you know by now on Twitter that we have been mentioning this around here and there, Dayton and I. And as you know, we are very excited to start this. And we're very excited to have you here. So Yeah, we all wanted to thank uh, Ty and Dean, our editors at Houdat Dish. First of all, if you're not on WhoDatDish.com right now, go ahead and do that. Fantastic stories from fantastic contributors. Ty and Dean are great editors over there at Houdat Dish. We would like to thank Michael Castillo for getting everything set up for us. And uh, we'll have an article out later today um, with the podcast as well, thanking everybody else. But yeah, super excited to be the voice of WhoDatDish.com. Um, and we'll do you guys proud. We we are both very passionate Saints fans, and we love talking football. Um, it will be released, besides today, it will be released every single Monday, um, at least for the rest of the regular season and, and the rest of the off offseason. Um, so yeah, be sure to tune in every single Monday around 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Uh, West Coast Time. So uh, let's, let's get into our first segment that we will be doing weekly called Articles of the Week. Uh, it's where Tyler and I will be discussing our most recent articles, and then we're going to pick one from another contributor to praise and talk about. So Tyler, go ahead and give me one of your articles and an uh, article from another one of our contributors. Okay, so the first one I have is a recent article that I wrote a few days ago regarding the Saints' newest acquisition at the time, quarterback Ryan Nassib. So basically, Ryan Nassib is a former quarterback for the New York Giants. He was the backup for Eli Manning, who currently starts for the Giants, in case you guys didn't know that. And he was a former college QB for the Syracuse University. Fun fact, I actually lived near Syracuse, so that was pretty interesting. And when I'm a Saints fan, and having the Saints pick up a quarterback who I live near. But um, basically, the article entails is... I basically go in depth about what Ryan Nassib brings to the team, if he could compete for one of the backup positions, and what what is his likelihood of making the team and possibly even overthrowing one of the Saints' current backups, Garrett Grayson. Now, the other article I was going to feature in this podcast was from my editor, Ty Aninia. His article was Stefan Anthony will either start or get cut, likely the latter. Basically, what that article entails is one of the Saints' uh, middle linebackers, Stefan Anthony, who hasn't exactly had the best of times here in New Orleans, for, uh, former first-round selection, looking to, with the help of Mike Nolan, uh, basically uh, research his career. He hasn't exactly had the best times with New Orleans right now, you know, he, his seasons have been in doubt, whether that be him just not playing altogether. But basically what Ty gets into is uh, Stephon Anthony's chances are slim right now. With Mike Nolan, he's going to need a, a lot of help, including the help of Nolan, to make the team. There are a lot of great linebackers on the Saints. And with the help of Nolan, hopefully Stephon Anthony could be that first-round selection the Saints envisioned him of being. 
But other than that, those are my two articles. What about you, Dan? What did you have? Those are fantastic choices. Loved reading both of those articles. Um, and funny that you bring up Ryan Nassib uh, out of Syracuse, which is where you live by. G- no. Garrett Grayson, our, uh, the, uh, one of the other quarterbacks on the roster, went to uh, Skyview High School, which is in my hometown of Vancouver, Washington, and one of my high school rivals uh, growing up. I, I, he, was, he was a few years older than me, so I never actually got to play against him uh, in high school, but he was a pretty big deal. Uh, growing up. So uh, I thought that that's funny that we both have um, quarterbacks on the roster that uh, grew up near each of us. So um, uh, my article um, that I just put out on Tuesday um, was called Welcome to Saints Training Camp 2007, or sorry, Welcome to Saints Minicamp 2017. Uh, Just introduces all the storylines going into minicamp, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, Nick Fairley, some of the position battles, uh, Drew Brees' mindset coming in, and the um, ever-improving defense of our team. Um, So be sure to check that out. And then the other one that I wanted to plug in from um, our Australian writer, our only uh, international writer, uh, Matt DeMello. Um, It's called Adrian Peterson Will Help the Saints, Whether in Form or Not. Uh, Delves into, um, despite Adrian Peterson's older age getting up there, um, he still is going to be able to produce, and he used uh, Frank Gore as an example from uh, when he was 34 uh, last year because uh, he had over 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns, and that was against a subpar, or that was with a subpar offensive line. So um, he pretty much says if Frank Gore can do it, so can Adrian Peterson, especially uh, the form that he's been in so far this offseason is just surprising everybody. So be sure to go check out all four of those articles and many more at hoodatdish.com. Thank you guys so much in advance. Let's get into the very first topic. Just mentioned it, training camp, mini camp. Uh, began on Tuesday. It's pretty much wrapping up right now. It, it, it's ended. Um, so we won't really see much Saints football until later in July. But let's let's talk about what we saw in, in mini camp, Tyler. And, and that was, I mean, we saw a lot of good things, a lot of positives. Um, the one negative, however, that has been brewing was obviously Nick Fairley's heart condition. Um, it's very unfortunate. Uh, what are your thoughts about Nick Fairley and, and, and the next step he should, I guess, pursue uh, with everything going around? Well, first off, I'm going to explain for those of you who haven't been uh, keeping up with all the news regarding Nick Fairley. So basically what happened was Nick Fairley was diagnosed with a heart condition a long time ago before he became a defensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints. And I guess what happened was it got aggravated or it became more serious after he had his breakout season with the Saints. So last year, Nick Fairley was a beast for for the Saints. He was one of the only few major contributors for our defensive line. He had six and a half sacks. Overall, the dude was a beast. And I loved his um, sack dancing. um, uh, Yeah, I loved his sack dancing. He was pretty good. But basically... Um, right now, with all the storylines going into it, we don't know what's going to happen with Nick Fairley. He's had a bunch of different uh, doctors talk to him in regarding to what he should do. One doctor uh, said that he should basically retire, even though he just got um, even though he just got a huge contract by the Saints. But um, one doctor he said he should retire. Another doctor said that he should continue playing, just being really cautious about it. And basically, with Sean Payton was saying about it when he was asked by reporters is that uh, Nick Fairley and the Saints are going to get a third opinion about what he should do regarding his NFL career. Right now, Nick Fairley is fairly young. He's, I'm pretty sure, under 30 years old, and he's 
right now one of the main contributors for the defensive line. So as far as that goes, it would be a huge blow if the Saints did end up losing fairly. But I think they could suffice without him. It wouldn't be very yeah. good, but we could make do. As unfortunate as it would be, it would be a huge loss. So, and uh, right now, obviously, who that dish? All of us are praying for fairly, hoping he gets better. You know, obviously, this is so much more than football. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that. You, what do you think? I'm glad you brought that last part up. That uh, this is yeah. more than football because if if it's some sort of life threatening uh, condition that his heart is in, then he he for sure should take it easy and, and, and retire. That would be the smartest Absolutely. thing. I'm glad he's going for a um, third opinion on it and everything just because things like this can be, uh, there's a lot of gray area to them. Um, there's a lot of uh, different opinions from different doctors. So I'm glad he's yeah, going to more. Yeah. And you were right. He's 29 years old, just turned 29. Still a young guy. Just signed a four-year contract with the Saints. Um, after for a lot of money. For a lot of money. A lot of well-earned money because he was the best defensive lineman a season ago. Um, and then interesting development that just happened today. Um, the Saints signed uh, former Seahawks defensive tackle Tony Saw McDaniel. Um, and our editor, Ty, just put out an article. Uh, addition of defensive tackle McDaniel means nothing for Fairley. Okay. And it and yeah, and, and Sean Payton kind of reiterated that. He said the signing of McDaniel doesn't really mean anything for Just Nick Fairley's concern. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I think Tony McDaniel is a really good pickup, especially in this stage of camp. Um, so hopefully, like like you said, we're all praying for Fairley. Hopefully he, he makes either full recovery or he retires and is able to rehab and, and, and live a healthy life. Um Let's move on to position battles because we obviously see that all the time in camp. We're seeing it right now. Um, if if you had to choose, Tyler, right now, who is your – or I shouldn't say who, but what is your favorite position battle going in? What, which one do you think is the most intense? Now, originally I would have said wide receivers just because of the fact that uh, the fifth wide receiver spot is very interesting. We don't exactly have an answer for – um, what is going to happen as far as uh, who makes it in regards to Corey Fuller, uh, Trevin Durrell, Rashad Lawrence. But uh, last second, I decided to change my answer. I'm going to go with the starting defensive end position opposite of Cameron Jordan. And here is why. The Saints, as we know by now, are very good on offense, but have always seemed to lack, at least the last few years, the defensive touch to get them into the playoffs, to get them over the hump of unfortunately sitting home on the couch. When you look at the defense, you notice that uh, we look at one main contributor to why the Saints aren't doing well all around consistently is because they are not getting enough pressure, enough sacks to really cause mayhem against opposing quarterbacks, against opposing offenses. So my main um, uh, battle to look for is defensive end because the Saints have a lot of different defensive ends this year that could possibly finally be the answer that they have been looking for. You look at right now Trey Hendrickson, our third-round selection out of Florida Atlantic. You look at our sixth-round selection, Al-Kaden Muhammad out of Florida. And you look at uh, who we signed in the offseason and Alex Okafor, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, who is um, a hybrid outside linebacker defensive end. I think with the right combination of defensive ends. It might just be Okafor with Cameron Jordan. It might just be a rotation. I think the Saints could possibly get over the hump with their front four. That's if they have the right combination. 
But how about you, Damon? What did you think about your uh, favorite position uh, battle to look for in the offseason? Yeah, defensive end is, is going to be really interesting. Uh, there's also, um, I, I don't know if you mentioned him, but Oban Guachim. Uh, yes, who's already with the Saints. He's been there for a while. And uh, Alex Jenkins as well. You can th- throw him into the mix because, uh, yeah, all of those guys can compete for the starting left defensive end. Um, it, I mean, most people would probably think it'll go to Alex Okafor, but there's going to be a lot of competition in camp. So I really like yes. that pick. Um, and, and you could go either way with this. You could go with cornerback or linebacker. Personally, I'm going to pick uh, the linebacker just because if Stefan Anthony doesn't perform the way that he is expected to, the way that, that we thought uh, he, he was going to be, um, he has the potential to lose his spot, not only as the starting strong side linebacker, but his spot on the team as it is, because he's not going to perform that well in a special teams. And, and we'll talk about his roster spot in a little bit. But um, if, if you look at the depth chart, uh, and Stefan Anthony, Craig Robertson, and Danelle Ellerby are the starting three linebackers. LRB has uh, a lot of injury history, and he's going through that right now. Robertson is getting up there in age, and like I said, if Stefan Anthony doesn't perform the way he is expected to, he might lose his spot. Um, but then we have AJ Klein, uh, who just signed from Carolina. We have Alex Anzolo, Anzalone, sorry, Anzalone, yeah, who who we just so drafted good. in the uh, the third round, and then you have Nathan Stupar, who was actually a, a really bright spot. Uh, yeah, really good backup. Yeah, last year for us. Um, and then you have Manti Teo, signed him. He, I mean, he could compete for that starting middle linebacker spot. Adam Bighill from the Canadian Football League, he's there. So you have all of these pretty fairly talented backup guys who could end up being starters, possibly taking some spots. So um, my dream three uh, linebacker starting is uh, healthy Danelle Ellerby. That's good. Uh, AJ Klein, I want to see him start because he he was behind um, Uh, uh, Thomas Davis and and Luke Keekley at Carolina all the time. Yeah, two fantastic linebackers. So I want to see what he can bring. If he ends up being the starting middle linebacker, that'd be great to me. And then uh, Stephon Anthony, the the true Stephon Anthony that we need to see. And if he's going to be the starting uh, strong side linebacker, that would be great. But right now it's all up in the air. There, there's nothing really set in stone. Really, the only position set in stone um, is quarterback, starting wide receiver, couple of positions on offensive line, and then Delvin Bro starting at a left side cornerback. Other than that, everything else is really up in the air. Uh, uh, well, Cameron Jordan starting defensive end spot. That that's also um, not taken. But uh, and then if Nick Fairley's healthy, that starting just that one starting defensive tackle position. Um, other than that, I mean, everything else is kind of up in the air. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see how it develops. Uh, it's already been cool to see everybody competing in camp. And I, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew players were going to play a lot better with camp competition because it always inspires and brings out the best. And that's really what we've seen. So, um, yeah, that would be that probably be my pick, uh, uh, and- linebacker. Now, before we move on to our next segment, guys, I just wanted to quickly add to what you mentioned about Stefan Anthony that uh training camp uh training camp uh our uh, mini camp that has been going on for the past few days basically what was happening with stefan anthony well he what uh he was taking a bunch of snaps in the middle what the saints were doing was they were alternating a ton of different uh, linebacker uh linebackers in and out you know to get a feel for how linebackers were doing but mike Nolan seems to be having a really good impact so far on stefan anthony it's good to hear yeah, absolutely. 
So the next segment, our final segment of uh, the day, guys, is going to be, will you make the team? Basically, it's a game uh, show segment, uh, New Orleans Saints edition, where each of us will uh, name off to the other person uh, various names that aren't exactly uh, guaranteed on the roster, basically from the outside looking in, and we will divulge whether we think each player will make the team or not. So I'm going to start with you, Dayton. The first player I have for you is the Louisiana native cornerback, Arthur Mollett. Do you believe he will make the team, yes or no, and why? Um, I guess on Tuesday, first day of minicamp, he was taking first-team reps uh, with, oh, with the starters, saw which, that. which is a good Very sign. Um, uh, right now on the depth chart, he is the fourth quarterback. Um, he, he's behind Delvin Bro, uh, uh, Taviz Calhoun, Sterling Moore, um, and that doesn't even include P.J. Williams, Damian Swan, and Marshawn Lattimore, who are also yeah. ahead of him. So it's going to be tough for him. But I do think that he makes it just because of the fact that we need depth and we need athleticism in our, our defensive backfield, especially in the cornerback uh, position. Because I, I think we got a, a pretty good string of uh, safeties, both strong and free. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we're going to need a lot of depth. So I, I think that Arthur Mollett, if he impresses, and it seems to be that he already is, I think he'll make the team. And like if I if I had to say it right now, yeah, I, I think that he will make the team, and he'll probably be a great gunner on special teams too. If if he doesn't get a lot of playing time at uh, the left cornerback spot, I agree. Great answer. I was just gonna say that the hype is real for him right now. All the fans seem to be uh, hyping on, uh, getting on the. Arthur Mollett trains. So yep. the next one I've got for Dayton is a Louisiana uh, LSU. Uh, he played for LSU. It's a wide receiver who is currently in the mix with all the bunch of receivers right now. Travin Durrell, do you think he makes the roster? Yes or no, and why? So let me get this out of the way real quick. It's 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 interesting to see how uh, Saints fans treat LSU alums. And yep. it's really interesting, like – mainly to me and you because we don't live in New Orleans like we're both on other other sides of the country so we you know we're, we're not that connected to LSU or anything but yeah. LSU alums on um the Saints rosters are huge deals you look at how big yeah you look how big Devery Henderson was uh when I mean he he wasn't even like a starting wide receiver for us he was and a Delvin huge bro too. name and Delvin Bro yes absolutely he didn't even really play for LSU yep same with uh, we had drafted a defensive tackle a, f- a few seasons ago who uh, who had committed to LSU ended up playing in Canada. Can't remember his name. He's not on the team That's anymore. Right. But um, yeah. But Travin Durrell, um, fantastic talent. He was an undrafted free agent, so he's really really gonna have to work hard. Um, I don't see it happening just because uh, we're probably gonna go with five, maybe 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 six wide receivers, and we already have, uh, in my opinion four lockdown uh michael thomas willie sneed ted good jr uh, and brennan coleman other than that everything else is a toss-up and we're not really sure if we're gonna have five or six uh going in and but then you look at the guys in front of them uh rashad lawrence who you mentioned earlier jordan williams lambert who was on the practice squad last year he already kind of knows the playbook he has probably the strongest possibility of making um uh, the roster uh, as like the fifth or sixth guy Corey Fuller, we got him from Detroit. I think that that was a kind of an underrated pickup because he could impress. I, I thought he did. I thought he did pretty good at uh, when he played for Detroit. And then you have Jake Lantman and Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think either of those two will make the team. But right now they're third on the depth chart, so they they yeah. could. Still options. 
Yeah. yeah, and then um, Dan Arnold, too. He's also on the depth chart. You just have all these wide receivers, and, and there's only going to be uh, two more spots to actually fill um, at, the, at the most. Yeah. yeah, if two, one or two. And so I don't see it going to Travin Durrell unless he's some kind of freakish athlete that can make make Drew Brees, uh, you know, um, just gush all over him, you know. Um, I agree, yeah. So, uh, no, I, I don't think he'll make the team. And it's simply a depth chart reason. It's not a, it's not a uh, talent issue or anything. It's strictly because of all the guys in front of him. Yeah, perfect answer. Uh, I was going to say I completely agree with you. How the Saints, it, it's, sometimes it could be a good answer. Sometimes it could be a bad thing. Good thing, bad thing that they have so many positions filled. And they only have so many slots available for certain players. But the next one I've got for Dayton, basically, so... He, uh, he's from Canada. Uh, everyone loves him. He's got a pretty cool last name, Adam Big Hill, the linebacker. Do you believe Adam Big Hill makes the Saints 53? Yes, uh, yes or no, and why? My heart says yes, simply because of the fact that I wrote a player profile on Adam Big Hill for Who That Dish. And he saw it, too. And he saw it, and he tweeted about it, too. And, and so, so uh, it, it kind of, I wouldn't say it blew up, but it, it got a lot of, um, um, I want views and, you know, I got a lot of attention because of that. And that was fantastic. And, and Adam is, is such a cool guy from, yeah, he played for the BC Lions, helped them win a great cup. And he was defensive player of the year for uh, one of the seasons while he was there. And he led the um, league in sacks or sorry, led the league in tackles uh, another one of the years there. So he has the talent. He has the credentials, fantastic, a tackler. Um, I do think he's going to make the team. Uh, speaking for my heart and my brain, um, I mean, even though the depth chart is kind of all over the place, we don't have a ton of weak side linebackers. We only have two on the roster right now. So if, if he can move over to the weak side linebacker, because I don't think he's going to be able to pass Manti Teo, AJ Klein, and Craig Robertson for a spot middle linebacker, but I think that he could be a great backup weak side linebacker, especially if uh, LRB doesn't stay healthy like we've been saying. So um, I... I it, right now, I would say, yeah, he makes a team. I haven't heard a lot of him out of camp. I haven't heard a lot from him uh, about his play in camp thus far. So I'm not yeah. sure how well he's performing or how well he's not performing. But uh, I, I would say yes, especially due to injury concerns with the with the linebacker core. Other linebackers, yeah. And as far as you were curious to know about what he's been doing in minicamp, people have been saying that he's been taking rep snaps on uh, in the second or third string, so it's not bad. It's just mm. the fact that he is getting some snaps. And I I wouldn't say that he's been impressing, but I wouldn't say he's been, he has been doing awful either. Right. He's been doing pretty decent as a whole. It's just, like you said, though, with the uncertainty at the uh, linebacker position right now and all the linebackers we have, the Saints are trying to see what sticks. And who knows, if Big Hill sticks, I'm all for having him on the roster. He seems like a really nice guy and a pretty good athlete. So the next one I've got for you, he's an offensive lineman, Dayton. He is the center, Cameron Tom. He's the undrafted free agent. Do you believe the Saints keep him on the roster? Um, unless he moves to guard, no, he won't make the team. Um, but Max Unger is going to be coming back from his injury, and he's going to be the starter, one of the best centers in the league. Um, and then you have Sunil Kelamant. How do I say? Sio Kelamente, yep. Kelamente, okay, I was, okay, cool. Uh, he's probably going to be the backup. And then you have Jack Allen right there. I mean, you don't need four centers on the team. You don't even need three centers on the team. So um, unless uh, Cameron moves to guard, 
I don't. He's he's not going to make the team, and I I don't know. Uh, offensive line is the most important uh, position in football, but it's also the most expendable. Um, honestly, I mean, at least to me, it's it's the most expendable. Other than like punter and kicker, obviously, but like offensive line, like you, it, it's kind of easy to replace, um, especially with veterans. So the fact that he's an undrafted free agent, um, he has less time in camp due to the CBA deal to kind of get into it. Um, just all the odds are against him. So if he does end up making the team, great for him, and and that's him going against the odds. But I would say no. I would say no. He doesn't make the team. Not to mention too, even though it's weird that on ourlads.com they have Josh uh, Laribius. Uh, as left guard, but Josh has been actually uh, in throughout minicamp for the most part taking snaps as if he would be the starting center. So that makes it really hard too wow. for uh, for uh, centers in total. But great answer though. I I perfectly agree with you. It's going to be really hard for offensive linemen unless they're very um versatile to make this team. Unless they're the starter, obviously. But the last one I've got for it is actually one of the Saints draft picks. It's going to be our sixth-round selection, our defensive end, Al-Qaeda Muhammad from Florida. Do you believe Al-Qaeda Muhammad makes the team? You know what? I do, honestly. I, I really do. Sixth-round pick, um, so again, odds are against him. But uh, we're, we're short. You mentioned this before. Not only is it going to be a big position battle uh, for the defensive end opposite of um, Cameron Jordan, but the defensive end depth chart that we have is very scarce. And uh, behind Cameron Jordan, you have Daryl Tapp, who is, I believe, 31. And then after that, you have Al-Qaeda Muhammad and, and no, nobody else. Um, and then Alex Jenkins can kind of move between right and left defensive end. So, um, and, and Muhammad has been out of football for a year, which probably meant that he, or that's, the reason why he dropped so far into the draft. He has the talent. We just haven't seen it in over a year. Uh, that's why teams are kind of um, hesitant to draft him. So I'm glad the Saints did because he has a chance to prove himself, not only in camp, but in the preseason. Um, and so I do think he'll make the team for two main reasons. Number one, I do think he's very talented, and I think that he'll prove that um, during the preseason. And the second reason is we're very scarce um, in the depth chart. Um, so, and, and Sean Payton doesn't like to waste draft picks and neither does Mickey Loomis. Um, when he drafts a guy, he loves to keep him on the team for as long as he can. Um, and even though he's a six round pick, a six round pick is, is, can be very valuable. Um, so I don't think Sean Payton wants to ruin, uh, you know, mess up that pick in, in any way. So, uh, I think Muhammad will prove his worth and I think that he will make the team. I agree. Uh, Perfect answer. I couldn't agree more with you. So, and those are the ones I had for you, Dayton. Good what choices. The, yeah, those yeah, are really good choices, no man. No problem. What were, the, uh, what were the picks you had for me, the players you had for me? So, let's start out with another wide receiver. Uh, we've kind of mentioned his name already in this podcast, but I, I want your answer. Jordan Williams-Lambert. Will he make the team, or won't he make the team? Okay, so my opinion about this is, at, right now, it's all up in the air. Nobody really knows... It's not really defined, is how right. I put it. I think one of my articles. Nobody really knows who the fifth receiver is. No one has really, no one has really stepped away and put themselves above all the others. You have Corey Fuller, who is making, uh, you know, every now and then you have Corey Fuller, who's making a good grab, or maybe even a couple drops. You have Trevin Durrell, who makes a drop here and there. You even have Jordan Williams Lambert, who 
makes a good play here or there or has a drop. The thing is, in minicamp, it's been up in the air because they've been having uh, good days where players have been making very good catches. Or you have other days where, be beyond the obvious four, Michael Thomas, Brandon Coleman, uh, Willie Sneed, and Ted Ginn Jr., that everyone else is seemingly dropping passes. So at this point, it's up in the air. But I think if Jordan Williams-Lambert continues to impress, it doesn't have to be much. But because of that fifth receiver position is open in the air, I believe he could make the roster. So my answer would be yes. Yeah, and I would agree. Really good answer. Especially if we end up keeping six line or uh, wide receivers. Lambert, yeah. for sure, I think makes the team. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, great answer. I would agree with you. Um, let's go to another center. Um, he is right in front of Cameron Tom, actually. Jack Allen, uh, will he make the team or won't he make the team? Okay, so my answer to this is one word, versatility. How often are the Saints offensive linemen going to be rotating? You look at right. right now, the Saints last year were relatively healthy as far as our offensive line went. The only real issues we had was uh, trying to arm set the tackle, the left tackle, um, uh, being hurt, and he still played through most of it, actually. So the thing is, you have all the starters locked up, obviously, and then it comes down to, okay, if a certain offensive, offensive lineman wants to make the roster, they're going to need to do something to put them over the top, to make them appear as if they are worth more than the rest of the other offensive linemen. And that, in my opinion, is versatility. If you look at uh, Landon Turner or just other different offensive linemen that can play multiple positions, a great example is our starter, Andrews Pete, who mm-hmm. has been filled in in multiple different offensive linemen positions. The Saints like versus Hildy. They like players uh, that can do multiple things, especially on offense. So, unfortunately, Jack Allen, I don't believe he is going to make the team unless he somehow learns to play. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, Jack Allen, right? That yeah, no, right. you're right. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Okay. Uh, for a second, I doubt myself. But Jack <laughs> Allen, I don't believe you are going to make the roster. You know what? I um, I kind of agree. I also – I mean, I agree with the versatility part. All these – most of these offensive linemen, they're, they're going to have to be versatile. They're going to have to – um, at least attempt to try to play guard instead of center or, or tackle yeah. instead of guard or whatever it may be. Yeah, even Sino Calamete, even he yep. is known to play multiple positions, guard, but center. I I think Jack Allen will make the team, and I you know I don't know, uh, but that all depends on how many people we keep. But I think for special teams and injury sakes, I, I think can see that. Yeah. Jack Allen might squeak by, but um, yeah, he's gonna have to be versatile. If if he's not, he's not gonna make the team. And and we're gonna have to see that more. Like I said, for um, Williams Lambert, um, we're gonna have to see that more in preseason. But um, you know, uh, if I I would probably say Allen Jack makes or Jack Allen makes the team just barely though. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, my third guy for you, uh, we've again mentioned him earlier, but I, I want your your opinion on if he will actually make the team. And Ty actually mentioned this in the um, article that you had uh, plugged in at the beginning of the episode. Will Stefan Anthony make the team? Okay, here we go. So very interesting, complicated response here. I'll try to sum it up for you guys. So basically, Stefan Anthony is a very interesting player. When the Saints first drafted, drafted him, a lot of players were excited because at the time, the Saints seemed to alternate middle linebackers uh, like a new piece of gum. It seemed right. like every new year... The Saints have a new linebacker in the middle. You know, and obviously they acquired a lot of different linebackers this year. Manti Teo, A.J. Klein, 
but the thing is, it depends on right now who steps forward, takes a position, or what Stephon Anthony will do to reclaim what he could have had seasons ago. So my answer would be yes, but with a little asterisk next to the yes uh, for this reason. If Stephon Anthony makes serious progress, which apparently he might be doing right now in minicamp with the help of Mike Nolan, who who has been known as a linebacker guru, I believe he could make the roster with some serious help and with some um, chess pieces falling his way. So that would be my answer, Dan. That's, that's really – and the only reason I put him on the list is – because of what Ty said in the article, if Stefan Anthony does not perform the way that we expected him to, um, this is his last chance. This yeah. is his last chance, and because he's not going to play special teams, like he's he's not going to be a special teams guy. He's either going to be our starting strong side linebacker, or he's not going to be on the. Well, I wouldn't say he's not going to be on the team. He could be a backup. I don't think he wants to be a backup, but he's not going to play special teams. And if he is a backup, he's only going to play so many downs per game. Work. Yeah, That's exactly. And uh, we're we're paying him first round pick money too. Is is the other thing about it? Is why is why uh, it complicates things because if we're paying him first round pick money and he's not start. starting or playing significant minutes for us, then what's the point of keeping him on the roster? We could fill it with a guy who's gonna. So um, yeah, it it all depends. And so far, I, apparently, according to reports, he is stepping up in camp. We'll have to see though. Uh, that was a really good answer by you. It it is a complex situation with Anthony, but. You know, he, he can make the team, so um, we'll see. Uh, fourth guy on the list, uh, he's he's a safety. He's, he's an interesting guy. Um, Chris Banjo. Okay, Chris Banjo. Hmm. So right now on the depth chart, Chris Banjo is currently, uh, well, at least from OurLads.com. It's a website that gives a pretty accurate depth charts and rosters. Chris Banjo appears to be playing strong safety behind Eric Harris and obviously the starter, Kenny Vaccaro. Right now... If you look at last year, with everything that happened, a lot of Saints fans are hesitant to get very excited for the season, especially about all the tremendous additions we have, especially in the secondary, the defense itself, because of what happened last year. Last year, so many cornerbacks got injured. Uh, our starting cornerback, Dalvin Bro, broke his fibula. Yep. Our, our first-round selection, Sheldon Rankins, our defensive lineman, broke his fibula. It wasn't pretty. But the thing is, right now, I think Chris Banjo could squeak in at the very bottom of this roster. You know, let's say this uh, the Saints decide to keep six safeties. Uh, so that means three strong, three free safeties. For example, Chris Banjo could end up making the bottom portion of this roster simply because the Saints are hesitant. They don't want to uh, keep less members of the team in case something were to happen. But my answer would be Chris Banjo makes it on the, you know, in the back of the roster because the Saints are hesitant. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too, because, uh, yeah, looking at the depth chart, Kenny Vaccaro, Von Bell, they're probably going to be our starters, and then you have Eric Harris, Raphael Bush um, as their backups, and then you have Chris Banjo and Marcus Williams, and I think it would be smart to keep three safeties on the team, and I think it would be smart to keep um, five cornerbacks on the team, maybe yeah. six, so like, you know, five or six of each. Um, and I think Chris Banjo, uh, he will impress. Uh, this is his third team, and he's 27 years old, so it's not. He, he's in an awkward position, um, which is which is why I'm hesitant to say Yahoo make the team. But I think that if they keep six safeties, um, Chris Banjo is going to be a guy on the team, and he could be a special teams player as well, which adds value obviously to his yeah, spot. So he could play it too. He, yep. He, unlike uh, Stephon Anthony, Chris Banjo is capable. 
of playing special teams. So that provides some extra oomph to him there. It, it, it goes back to what you were talking about, versatility. Can you play, yep. can you play other spots on the team? Um, that, that's really what sets um, the players who are going to make the roster uh, ahead from players who are going to get cut. So um, final guy in our segment. Um, that we will probably do in the next couple of weeks too, as as training camp and preseason um, kind of wind down, or well, preseason kind of gets into the swing of things. Talked about him earlier, quarterback Garrett Grayson. Will he make the team, Tyler? No, with an asterisk. Um, the reason for the asterisk at this point is simply because he'd really have to impress to um, keep his position. Uh, right now, Fane's out of minicamp. Uh, people are reporting that, um, to be brutally honest, he's not doing very well. It, it, it seems a lot of his passes are uh, getting intercepted. I mean, that just could be because of the defense is doing really well. But, you know, it, it, it goes without saying that if you're throwing all these interceptions, something's happening, you know. And right now, as far as the depth chart goes, the Saints have obviously the GOAT, Drew Brees, behind center. You have Chase Daniel at this point, who I wouldn't say it's solidified, but if something uh, drastic happens, uh, he won't be the backup. But at this point, is he is the backup. But Drew Brees somehow, some way goes down, and that offensive line doesn't protect him, which would be pretty, um, pretty, you know, odd. Chase Daniel would be coming in, but then you have Garrett Grayson and who I mentioned earlier, Ryan Nassib. Now Ryan Nassib is still getting acquitted to the offense, you know, he's still going to be learning a bunch of different schemes, plays, how things are set up, especially with the Saints compared to what he did with the Giants. But I was talking to my editor, Ty, earlier, and he, Ty, I don't know if this is correct enough, but I figured I'd mention it. Mm-hmm. He seems to believe that if you had so many seasons with a certain team, you cannot be put on the practice squad. So with that saying, I believe right now with everything Grayson is doing, I would believe they would have Nassib over Grayson, and if they had to, maybe keep Grayson on the practice squad if that's available, and have Nassib as the third backup. But my answer would be no. That's what I. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, they they obviously signed Ryan Nassib for a reason, and that could either go two ways. They either signed him because they know. Grayson isn't going to make the team, and he's most likely either going to be cut or just be put on the practice squad. Um, and so Nassib is going to be our third-string guy, which is a fantastic third-string quarterback to have. Yeah, yeah. He's or, underrated, in my opinion. He is, yeah. Or they sign Nassib to try to pull something out of Garrett Grayson. Because, again, as I mentioned, Sean Payton doesn't like to waste draft picks, even if it is a quarterback. They are still looking for Drew Brees' successor. I don't think Garrett Grayson is the answer. I, I I don't think he is, at least not right now. But he has the potential to be. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. he 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 can work towards it. So I think bringing in Nassib, you have Chase Daniels, you have Drew Brees. That's a lot of great mentorship around you. Um, but I'm on the same boat as you. I I do think that they signed Nassib to prepare for Garrett Grayson getting cut and going to the practice squad again, and then having Nassib as. I mean, that's arguably one of the best um, quarterback, uh, you know, squads in the NFL, uh, if we were to have those three, especially Chase Daniels is arguably the, the, yeah, the best, arguably the best backup in the league. Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And then Ryan Nassib, no slouch. He, he, he's a good quarterback. 
Um, just yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he he was just uh, behind Eli Manning, so obviously didn't play pretty much at all um, yeah. during his time with the Giants. So I'm on the same boat as you. I I I don't think Grayson makes a team. I think Nassim takes his place, which is why we signed him. So um, so ladies and gentlemen, that is gonna do it for today's podcast episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, especially if you've listened this far along. I wanted to give a thank you again to Michael Casillas, Ty, and Dean, our editors, for getting everything together, getting all of this out. Thank you for the team at Fansided for creating our logo, uh, setting up our uh, everything for us, Block Talk Radio. Uh, thank you, everybody, um, so much again for listening. Tyler, uh, give us your closing statements for the very first podcast. Any last words? So um, I just want to thank everyone again. Like you said, you put it perfectly. But another thing, too, without the National Football League, without the fans, without the Saints fans especially, without the amazing Saints fans, we wouldn't be here right now. We would just be two guys talking about stuff that we like. Right. But without that, uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. So with that saying, we just want to thank everyone again. You know, because of this, we're two guys who uh, get to do what they love, you know, and not everyone gets to do that. So... Right. Other than that, though, thank you is all I could say. Yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening. Don't forget, we will be putting out a podcast episode every single Monday weekly, so our next episode is going to be the 19th. And, special announcement, uh, we will be having our very first guest that day, and it will be Ty Anania, who is our editor. So uh, Ty will be the very first guest on the show. Be sure to tune in Monday, June 19th, around 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m., pacific standard time so again thank you everybody one more thing too one more thing don't forget guys to um follow us on twitter we do have an official twitter account for those of you who didn't know that it is basically it's going to be at the wdd podcast and make sure to also uh follow dayton uh dayton what is your um twitter handle my Twitter handle is at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. I can't believe I forgot to do the social media <laughs> plugs. It's okay. And it. mine is going to be at Raymond Tyler M. But other than that, though, take it away, Dayton. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thank you so much, too, Tyler. We I got to yeah, thank anytime. you for, for being a fantastic host. I'm super excited for Likewise. this uh, journey with you. So um, thank you, everybody, so much again for listening. We will see you on Monday.